Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, tonight's co-host, Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, how are you? I'm okay. I'm com- I'm battling a sinus infection, so I'll be going on mute every now and again so I don't cough in everybody's ear. Well, that's awfully nice of you. Isn't it? Yeah. And just think... I'm sorry to hear I, you're not feeling well. Oh, God. Well, um, hold on. <clears throat> sorry, there it went. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Um no, I had the sinus infection that started getting into my chest, and it, it's just not good. Hmm. But I, I'm on the yeah. antibiotics. I take my last one tomorrow. Well, I'm glad you're <laughs> hanging out with us then. <laughs> you'll feel better soon. <laughs> oh, golly. So um, have you, did you hear about this whole thing about Kentucky building a Noah's Ark? theme park. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. It's by the same people who think that the world is only 6,000 years old. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they even have dioramas of, of humans walking around with dinosaurs in a peaceful coexistence. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not making this crap up. You can't. That's crazy. Anyway, I, you know, and I'm not one to, to knock people's belief systems, but but really, dinosaurs and people <laughs> living together, right? <laughs> so um, let me sorry. Let me just Makes do me the laugh. um uh, the whole intro spiel. Um, thank you all for tuning in. For people who have uh, not tuned in before, maybe this is your first time. You're listening to Pause I Am Radio. Uh, your hosts Jeremy Dunn and Robert Brining are here. Uh, we're here every Sunday, and we're here to actually um, offer hope to those living with HIV and AIDS by having guests come on and share their personal stories. Uh, tonight we're going to have a wonderful woman by the name of uh, Janine Brignola come on and share her story, uh, um, and I'm excited to have her on. She lives out in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, if you're interested in following us on Twitter or Facebook, you can look us up uh, also on there. Uh, Jeremy is Positively Speaking, and I am uh, Paz I am on Twitter, right, Jeremy? You're Positively Speaking minus a couple of L's. I am. I'm, I'm putting it in right now. Yeah. P-O-D-I-V-E-L-Y-S-P-A-K-N-G. There we go. <laughs> if you are on, um, if you are a member of Blog Talk Radio as a listener, and you can uh, friend us there on the on the page right there, or mark our show as a favorite, so you get a friendly email reminder every um, Sunday. You get a, an email an hour before the show, so you can uh, sign up for that there. Um, Happy World AIDS Day, actually, because since we haven't been on since World AIDS Day, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that before we bring our guests on. Um, Jeremy, how was your World AIDS Day? What did you do? What did I do? Um, well, yeah. okay, I, I'm a little peeved at Charlotte, North Carolina, because they think that everybody should be free in the middle of the day on World AIDS Day. World AIDS Day? Yeah. To go to go to the, because nobody works right. Nobody has a day job. <laughs> not on a Wednesday, so, no. <laughs> I'm not on a Wednesday. Come on. So, um, and it, it just it didn't work out for me. Um, and I think like ten people showed up to wherever it was at some place in an undisclosed location. Gotcha. Yeah, it was a little. I was a little upset about the whole thing. But well, anyway, I'm not, they, um, yeah, I'm not here to um, regale against that or anybody else's belief systems, dinosaurs and people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in Philly, they do on the, the AIDS Fund, um, the Sapphire Fund, and uh, there's a Broad Street Ministry. Um, they all come together and they do this you know, big event where they have uh, a lot of performing arts and stuff, uh, 
musicians, the gay men's chorus come. And actually this year, the MC of the uh, event was our own Pazay M. Jack McEnroe. And so he was in Philly for World AIDS Day, and that was kind of cool to have him come out. And he was talking about um, his uh, campaign he has partnered with Merck, uh, Living Positive by Design. And, you know, it was just really cool to actually have him come to, you know, to Philadelphia on World AIDS Day and, and do his spiel. And I thought it was great. You know, he was funny. You know, he was himself, and, and it was a lot of fun having somebody like him there, you know, to offer hope to people who were there. Now, my beef with the event, if I can say, um, you know, I had a really good time, and I go to the same event, and usually when you walk in, Jeremy, there's, like, tables there with information from all the local organizations that you can get condoms and pamphlets and stuff like that. And then, like I said, there's all these different, you know, different performances upstairs, dancers and singers and, and chorus. But I was left kind of uninspired. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like Jack did an amazing job, you know, and it was great, but they didn't, like, they don't have people sharing their personal stories, and, like, no local people from Philadelphia got up and said, hi, I'm HIV positive, my name's so-and-so, I've been positive for so long. Like, there was no kind of, you didn't get a connection with anyone who was HIV positive besides Jack, you know what I mean? And it kind of left you feeling, for me, I was like, I kind of wanted to be moved, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. And I, so I think maybe next year I'll, I'll try to get a little bit more involved with that event and, and maybe, you know, offer some different things. But, you know, they've yeah. only been doing it for four years, so it, it's fairly new. Yeah, I, I think I think next year I, I'm I'm going to make my, my disdain known. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's so tough to get people to think. And, and, and I'm not whining, but I am just a little bit. But I, I'm just so sick and tired that – if you don't have some celebrity or somebody to come in and talk, you can't have an event. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and I'm and I'm sorry, but you know, HIV isn't about that. But right, that totally but, makes sense. We actually have our our guest on the oh, line. Oh, oh, do we? Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about Janine. Janine Brignola is a 28 year old HIV positive woman who lives in Omaha, Nebraska. And every time I hear Omaha, I think of the Counting Crows song. Oh, wait. No, <laughs> every time you say Omaha, you go into uh-huh. this weird twang. <laughs> it's just fun. But you know? Omaha doesn't twang. <laughs> I twang when I say it. They're, they're um, Midwesterners, so you know. <laughs> you so better bring her on and... before she hangs up. <laughs> yeah, she's going to come on and talk about um, what it was like for her to be um, pregnant and, you know, HIV positive and what that process was like. And actually, I'm really excited because, you know, we've been getting a lot of women coming on lately, and this is great because we haven't really been able to reach out to the straight women because it's hard to find people to come on. And really, this whole entire month coming up, we have jam-packed powerful women, and we're going to start off, um, you know, the, the women movement right now that we're going to have on the radio show for the next month. Uh, with oh, no. So women. Women. to the show. Hello, Janine. Are you there? I am here. Ooh, a girl. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I am great. Ooh, a girl. Ooh. (laughs) Okay, I'm getting that out of my system. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm just teasing. Hi, Janine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Just peachy. Just peachy. Peachy is a good I, thing to be. Peachy is a very good thing to be. So, so, so you you have HIV, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. We had a woman with a no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so tell us your story. Um, I was reading some some things about you, Janine, and I have to say, finding out when you're pregnant is is. It, yeah, it's really difficult. It's yeah. really scary. So so tell us about what happened. What what was going on? I mean, for for some of our listeners, they might not know how you get pregnant, so we'll leave that discussion to the side. <laughs> but um but so so tell us after the, you know, the act of getting pregnant, what happened? Um I don't know, nothing really. I mean, I was pregnant. I was fine. I didn't feel anything. I mean, I felt pregnant. 
<laughs> that's a feeling, I guess. But um, I went to it was about my three month checkup or whatever, and uh, the nurse told me they would need me to come back and do some more blood work. And I um, I didn't really think anything of it. Like I thought maybe they saw like signs of gestational diabetes, which I knew if I ate healthy, like it wouldn't affect my son or my baby at that time. And um, so I didn't think anything of it. And then I went back a week later. I gave him some more blood. And then about a week later, they called me on the phone, and they told me they needed me to come in. And I said that, you know, that they, I was like, you're scaring me. I said, what, you know, what's going on? And she was just like, you've tested positive for HIV. And I was like, okay. And I, I mean, it just like that, basically. Yeah. And basically, she said it and hung up, and <laughs> it's like not that um, HIV is accepted anywhere, but like the stigma, especially here, especially like I mean, it's not any worse than so many other places. Like there's, I mean, there's so many problems and issues with it, but just here, it um, you know, it's not something people talk about at all. It's not something that's an issue. It's not something that happens to people. And so it was just kind of like, even when she said it, like you could, I could hear like her voice, like the the edge in her voice that was like very judgmental. And, you know, she just said it and hung up and I was like, okay, wow. Like how, and I mean, later on down the road, I guess, but I thought, you know, how could you have that be your job and, you know, not even, like, offer any kind of anything. Just, you know, say it, and then just the way that she handled it, I couldn't believe. Now, did she, she, didn't, she didn't come out and just tell you over the phone. You kind of wanted her to tell you what was going on before you went in there so you could prepare yourself, right? Yeah, I was just, like, she said, we need you to come in, and I said, you know, and I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something along the lines of, you know, like, well, what's going on, you know, because, like, why do I need to come in? And she basically was just like, you're HIV positive. And or she was like, you tested positive for HIV, I think is how she said it. And I just, and then she just was like, you know, I don't even think she thanked me or anything, and she just basically ended the call. And I sat there, and I was crying, and I was at my father's house, and I was crying, and he had known it was the doctor's office that had called, I think, because he looked on the caller ID. And he came down the stairs, and I was sitting there crying, and he was like, what's wrong? And I told him, and it was like the second time in my life that I've ever seen my father cry. My father's kind of a old-school Italian guy, so it was it was a little weird and overwhelming. Um, and I just... Yeah, I just cried, and then I sat there, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to die. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to, you know, I have this baby, like, I'm so happy, but I'm going to give it HIV, and I'm going to, you know, like, I screwed up its chance at life, and, you know, look what I did, and, like, because it, it, I think for me, like, it was all, I never was really mad at anyone. Um, a lot of people, like my doctor's office, um, the doctors were amazed, they were like, I can't believe how you handle this. And I'm like, you know, they said so many people are so angry at someone else. And I was like, I, you know, I understand, like, you could be angry at someone else, but I was like, you know, inevitably when it all comes down to it, like, I chose to have unprotected sex. Nobody raped me or held a gun to my head. So how can I really be mad? You know what I mean? Right. Now, were you educated and, about HIV before that? No, not at all. Um not really at all. Um, I, I've actually, I've lived a lot of places. Like, I've been fortunate enough. I've lived in New York City. I've lived in Florida. I've lived a lot of places. So I've I lived in a small town here in Nebraska. Like, I've lived a lot of places, so I have a really good perspective, I think. But um, the only real education that I ever received was when I was in high school, one of my teachers had his son come in and speak to us, and he was HIV positive. But I don't even remember what he spoke about. Like, I just remember he came in and he had HIV. And then he had his other son come in that played the bongos, and he came in and taught us how to play bongos. 
So, right. you know, I mean, like, that was about it. And then, I, like, when I lived in New York City, um, you know, there's signs everywhere. I mean, there's education, there's information, there's everywhere. And I never really took it upon myself to be informed or to really know anything about it. I did, like, I was someone who always did get tested. And, like, the funny thing is, I'm going to be really honest. Like, I'm, I can be a little blunt, but um, when I was, like, a teenager and in my early 20s, I wasn't, I would say, like, a total slut, but I didn't make the wisest choices in people that I slept with. And I would go get tested, and I would sit there, and I'd be like, just wait, one of these times it's going to come back that I have HIV. And I just remember always have, like having that fear. And then there was a time in my life that I was abstinent um, for almost two years. And during that time, like, I had gotten tested and I didn't have anything. And I was like, okay, oh, my God, like, I will never, you know, I'm never going to, like, do this again. Like, if I have sex with somebody, they're going to have to, like, we're going to go get tested together. You know, we're going to be informed. We're going to do, you know, it's going to be different, basically. And the first guy that I, you know, got into a relationship with after that gave me HIV. So, <laughs> and we didn't go get tested. And we did, we talked about HIV. <laughs> and, I mean, he knew he had it. But the thing is, like, we talked about it and he had told me that he didn't have it. And then at one point he told me that, he had um, a test that came back inconclusive, and then he told me the next test was negative, and then it was after we had had sex, and then he told me that he did have it, and, and it was just it was a, not an abusive relationship physically, but emotionally it was an abusive relationship, and that was when I lived in Florida, and then um, I basically like I got out of the relationship and left and came back to Nebraska and. Um, I didn't know if he was telling me he had HIV because he had it or if he was telling me he had HIV so I would feel like I was stuck in that relationship and that I had to stay with him um, right. because the things that he told me and the things that he said, like, it was just craziness. And, like, you, I never knew, like, what to believe or what was going on. or And so, yeah, I make a long story short. But when I actually, when I came back here, he's from Omaha. And when I came back to Nebraska, I found out that he had infected, I think there's like six women that he infected in Omaha at, at least. And what had happened was a couple years ago, well, probably like six years ago, seven years ago now, um, somebody made a bunch of flyers and hung them up all around town and had his picture on it and said, this man has HIV and he's, you know, giving it to people knowingly, blah, 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 whatever. And I guess... Um, the news, which I talked to the reporter that did this, but the news station, one of the local news stations here, um, caught him outside of one of his, like, his job and tried to confront him about it, and he tried to pass off somebody else's HIV test as being his own. Mm-hmm. And then, basically, um, his family has money, so they moved him off to Florida. And there is a law in Florida, so I do not know if he is like what he, what's going on with him or what's happening. I don't even know if he's alive, um, to be honest. I don't try to right. keep up. It's kind of like, for me, I'm just like, you know, it happens. Like, it doesn't really matter how it happens. I have it. Like, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And it's just like what I do from here. And maybe, like, my, my thing was, like, maybe I can help somebody. Like, maybe I can speak about this. Um, I ramble a lot. Sorry. <laughs> But, like, when I first found out, I told the doctors, I said, um, I have to talk to people. Like, I have to tell people about this. And my, like, my best friend at the time, she was like, no, you know, don't tell anybody. Nobody would know. You don't look like it. Um, you can still That's have That's my that, favorite you know, thing just... in the whole wide world. You don't look like it. Right. Like, I hate that. I frick like, oh, I freaking hate that so badly. But... It's just, like, so for a while, like, I wanted to, but I had, and it wasn't just her, but she was the main one that was, like, no, you know, don't do it. But, like, my family was so supportive. And then, like, my other, like, best girlfriend that I have, like, she's been there through thick and thin. Like, she was, 
it was the day before she gave birth to her child, and she came over to my house and sat with me the day that I found out that I had H. You know, that I found out that I was positive. And, like, I sat there and just cried and was like, oh, I'm never going to get married. Like, I'm never going to have a family. I'm never, you know, I'm going to die. Like, and she's been there through thick and thin. And, like, my parents, they're amazing. Um, my mother, especially, like, she's just so supportive. Um, my father, he's supportive in his own way. And I know my father, so I know his way and I understand it. So I'm fine with that. But um, so it kind of, like, back to the point, but kind of, like, <laughs> I told you I ramble a lot. I'm sorry. But I just, like, basically, what? I said you're totally fine. And by the way, you've got, you're you're getting a big fan base in the chat room, just so you know, Janine. Yeah, people are loving you. They're they're definitely showing you some love. Um, Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to the love part in a minute. Let's keep going with with your story. Okay. So basically, um... I have, like, I, it's not something I ever kept, it's, like, very private. Like, I I told everyone that was close to me and most of the people that were, like, around me. And it wasn't something that, like, I was, like, I was really afraid how people would treat me. Like, I was afraid. I told my one girlfriend, I said, what if I want to go out and have a drink? And, like, what if I go to a bar and somebody sees me and they're like, oh, that's that chick with HIV. And, you know, I was like, I don't want to deal with that, you know. Right. And... It's never happened, but, I mean, it just, like, when I finally decided to really be vocal about it and be public about it, um, I was working at Victoria's Secret, and I had asked my manager because um, she was my manager at a different job, and she actually brought me over to Victoria's Secret. But she, you know, I had talked to her about it. I was like, I really want to start, you know, speaking or, like, doing something. And she, I was like, what, how would you guys feel about that? And she was like, well, you're not having sex with us. We don't care. And I was like, okay, you know. And... But, yeah, it was a great response. Like, I was like, oh, okay. And um, I ended up actually leaving that job because of, like, conflict with school and other things. And so I started working at a gym, and I worked at 24-Hour Fitness. And when I worked there, there was, like, two people that knew, and they were like, don't tell anybody. They will fire you. Like, they'll fire you if they find out. You know, they'll say it's for something else, but they're going to fire you. And so... I worked there for about three months, and I finally, I was like, you know what? I don't really care. Like, I, like I'm like i just, I'm done. Like, I really want to, like, this is important to me. This is something I want to do. And I just, like, went, like, head first. And I just, I started going online and, like, contacting anybody and everybody I could find that had HIV. Like, just find, like, trying to find anything. Um, like, I wrote to MTV. I just, they just put some of my blogs up on MTV. And with their, like, staying alive, their me, myself, and I campaign. And, like, the thing was, I wrote to them and I said, you know, could you, would you come here? Would you, you know, this is something, like, people are really uneducated. You know, people in this part of the country, like, they don't, this is not something that happens. And, or at least they think. And um, he wrote, you know, somebody from MTV wrote me back and they were like, no, you know, we probably can't come there, but, and I was like, okay, I'm not surprised, but, but they were like, you know, would you want to write some blogs? And I said, sure. And then that, like, that just turned into, like, just having that launched with, like, the Me, Myself, and I campaign, which is, like, completely overwhelming um, right. and amazing and awesome because I can't believe, like, they thought that what I had to say was important enough to publish. Um, but then, like, I just did an anti-stigma campaign here, and they did, like, three billboards and a public service announcement. And then, I don't know, like, I've gone to high schools here, and I've gone to, like, Creighton University and UNO, which is the University of Nebraska at Omaha. <laughs> but I go, like, everywhere and anywhere I can go. Um, and I just, I don't know, I just talk about it with everybody. And I, it, it now it's, like, so funny because it's such, like, a common thing to me with, like, the right. community of people that I've met online, like, like Robert and, like, Dab Garner and, you know, other people and, like, Angelica um, these people like that are amazing. I'm gonna cry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no crying. No crying allowed. No crying in baseball. There's no crying <laughs> in HIV. <laughs> okay, there might no, be a I little mean, bit, but but it's just like these people like that don't know you. Yeah. 
Oh, amazing I wish I was there right there. I wish the, I wish this was like on on TV. We could be like Oprah and hand you like a Kleenex. Is, is there somebody in your room there with you? Hand her a Kleenex and hug her right now. Oh, no, God. it's okay. I'm gonna stop. I'm okay. just like I'm a sentimental person. No, but um, it's just like it's overwhelming how the people that like have HIV that don't know you. You know, and they like they don't even care how you got it or like what's going on, but like they're there for you, and it's such a community, and I think that it's amazing. And like I think I'm sorry, I'm like you can't probably understand me, but um, no, we can understand you just fine because okay. you know HIV is that one common denominator, whether you are gay, straight, bisexual, trisexual, man, woman, transgendered, whatever you are <laughs> in this whole whole big world of ours. HIV is that one thing that we all have in common, and right. you know, and there are, and I, and I'm like you, Janine. I have met, a, a, you know, so many people who are, are who are just terrific, and Dab Garner happens to be one of them, and and then there are like a thousand others that I've met that are just as great, and right. so when you said Dab, and Dab's listening right now, so we should make him oh. cry, and um, <laughs> and uh. But but so tell us about I mean we've got you've gotten to this point. I want to back you up a little bit. Okay. So because I want to find out about your 3-year-old son. Okay. How, what's his health like? What's he doing he is, today? He is actually in the other room <laughs> with my mother and he is it sounds like he's playing. They were supposed to be listening on the mm. computer, but it sounds like he's playing. And he's negative. Um, he's just, he is, like, amazing, and I love him, and he's just everything. Um, I'm really, well, really fortunate. You were, like, while I, you, go ahead. I just wanted to say real quick, while you were while you were pregnant, you, you, you took um, antivirals, right, which is why your son came out negative. I just wanted to talk a little bit about yes. that. Yes. Some people who may not understand how that yes. works. That's that is like it's something that's so important because I've seen like documentaries about women that like they won't even get tested for HIV when they're pregnant because they're like, Oh, I wasn't exposed to it. You know, I've never been in that situation and it's so important because the thing is, if you know that you have HIV when you're pregnant, you can take the antiretroviral and you can have a child that you know, you don't pass that on to. And you can give that child, like, in my opinion, like, I feel like I gave my son a chance to, like, really have a life because of that. Because I couldn't have imagined having, you know, giving birth to my son and him being positive. And I know that that happens. And I just, like, I, those, the women that that, that, that happens to, they are, like, the amazing women. Because seriously, how could you do, you know, how could you deal with that? And it just, it's so important to know. It's so important if you are, take your medicines, you know. And then there's women that, like in documentaries that I've seen, that they find out that they have HIV, but because of, like, um, their culture or their, like, religious beliefs, they're not allowed to, like, take the medicine, which I couldn't imagine that either. But it's just, yeah, it's so important. And, like, the thing, um, a lot of people, like, make comments or say things to me about, like, me being strong or whatever because of my son and because of, like, the HIV and all that stuff. And the thing is to me is, like, I always say, you know, there's women in third world countries that cannot get this medication. And because they can't get this medication, like, they have to give birth to these babies and they have to look at them and they have to, you know, they have to know that it's a possibility, and then they don't have, like, these programs like America has or other countries have where they can get formula. So they have to look at their kids and decide, do I give you breast milk, which will probably give you HIV, or do I watch you starve? So I'm, like, really, like, I cannot even fathom ever being in that situation. So in reality, I'm, like, you know, I'm so lucky. And, like, it was hard. Like, the antiretrovirals that I took, they were really difficult. I... I didn't have any morning sickness or anything before I started taking the medications. And then after I started the medications, I 
had diarrhea like every day. I threw up all the time. I had to like literally force feed myself because I knew I needed to like keep food in me for my son. And it was horrible and it was hard and I had to set alarms and wake up and take the medication. But I'm like, you know, how lucky am I that at least like I got him here and I had a normal childbirth and he's fine and he's healthy. Wow. Well, that's awesome, you know, because I'm sure a lot of women fear, you know, that transmission to to their child. And to hear that, you know, you were positive and had a negative child and that it's not something that this is the first time we're hearing because we've had a lot of guests on, Jeremy, like um, Chelsea Golden from your area who, you know, who had a baby. And I think it's just great to offer hope to these women who, who want to have a family because, you know, it, it's something that a lot of, you know, a lot, every woman wants a family, wants their own kids. So and I love reading the Oh, ones I don't know about every woman now. I know yeah, a couple of women who like to have a family. <laughs> I know a couple of women who don't want, uh, don't, who, who, who will be happy with any kind of a partner, but they don't want children. Yeah, I didn't want I didn't want kids before I had my son. So <laughs> sorry, yeah, baby. I'm sorry you heard that on the phone. <laughs> sorry. Maybe it's just right? me, and I really want a kid. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like the other thing is like I feel so bad for people that want kids and don't feel like now it's an option. Yeah. Because like my doctors, you know, they tell me all the time they're like it's they're like it's, they're so funny because they're like. You know, we know you're going to get married someday and you're going to want to have more kids. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad you have that faith that I'm gonna, that's going to happen because I sure don't sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, I'm like, it, like, it's so funny, but I'm like, I, I personally would not, have another, would not have another child because knowing that there is a chance, though it's very little, knowing that there is a chance, I would not do that because I don't think that I personally, I don't know how I would handle that. Like, I don't know how I would live with that. But, like, the thing is, I look at people and I'm like, what about these people that, you know, if they want kids and, like, now they feel like they can never have a kid because of it. And, like, I don't know. It's just so sad and it's so hard. And I just feel like I wish I could just pick the world up and hug it and, like, save it. But Aww. I know that's not possible. <laughs> so, but well, I don't know. you know. I, I mean, they they do like I think they sell children on eBay or something these days. So, do they? Because I need they, to like yeah, sign up and order yeah, a couple. They 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 do. I I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of paperwork you have to go through. But I know if Angelina Jolie can adopt an entire village, I mean, right? Then somebody else know. could get something, right? Exactly. <laughs> but um, so. So you've you've you have this you have this child you have this son mm-hmm. who's playing with grandma probably in the other room. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and if grandma's listening, good for you. Good for you for taking care of that kid while mom's over here, you know, on the phone on the radio. <laughs> and um and and what's his name? His name is Frederick. So so Frederick. So listen, Frederick. Th- this is the radio talking. So Frederick, you can have whatever you want tonight. Ice cream, candy, cake, whatever you want is on the house. Just ask grandma and she'll get it for you. Yeah, that's pretty much how it works. So 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 Frederick, go you go and ask grandma for something out of the refrigerator while I ask your mommy another question. Okay. So Janine, um so how did you tell Tell your son. Does does he know? Does he understand it? I mean, he's only three, so he doesn't quite understand it. But mm-hmm. since I don't even know when it started, but since I can remember, like I just tell him, I'm like, "Mommy has bugs in her blood, and you don't have bugs in your blood." So I'm like, "You never touch mommy's blood. You never touch anything that has mommy's blood on it, and you never, you know, like you never, you know, like I tell him he can't use my toothbrush or my razor. Like, well, obviously he can't use my like I'm like you and the, these things you cannot touch and you know like he knows like I take medication and he knows like he's like oh mommy you're sick you have to take your medicine and <laughs> then like other times like he's like it's so cute but he's like mommy you're not sick you're going to live forever and you're going to be my mommy forever and I'm like yeah I'll always be your mom but you know like and that's kind of hard because like I do worry because I know that like I'm extremely healthy 
but I know that there's a possibility that I could get sick down the road or, you know, I could get sick tomorrow. You know, I don't know that. Um, but I just forge forward and I spend as much quality time as I can with him every day trying to teach him, you know, to be a good person and to accept people for who they are and care about people for who they are and not to be judgmental and just, I don't know, hopefully I can shape him into a wonderful little man. Oh, you will. I'm sure of it. Although, (laughs) being 28 and not married, I don't know, you old maid. I know, right? (laughs) Well, you do know that back in the 1800s you were considered a spinster by now. Really? Yeah, if you weren't married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Look at poor Lizzie Borden and what happened to her. What's what? That? I'm sorry. Oh, I said I better get some cats then. Y- yes, yes, lots of them. <laughs> yes. No, but um, like after I had my son, I think um, I also had to give him medicine for the first three months, and that was kind of difficult, but not really as bad because he was a baby, and so it was really easy to give it to him. Um, the only thing that I would say about Like, the worst thing with kids is um, he, one day, he was taking a bath, and I went to get a clean towel out of the dryer, and I came back, and he had gotten my razor and shaved off, like, a scab that was on his leg. (laughs) And I, like, slipped out and took him to the hospital and put him on the the antiretrovirals, like, right away, or, you know, whatever, like, the predisposed medicines. And um, they're disgusting. Like, they came in liquid form. And they literally, like, I literally had to hold him down, hold his arms down, and force his mouth open to make him take them. And they taste literally like something that would be toxic and that would kill you. And I, like, that's something else. I can't believe that they don't have a medication that would not taste like that for children, um, which is part of the reason that I'm, like, going into what I'm going into as far as career-wise, I guess. But... That and, like, I still can't understand how a woman can be pregnant, have HIV, carry a baby full-time, give birth to a baby, you know, feed this baby off your core blood, and the baby doesn't get HIV from you. So, but they can't cure HIV. And, like, I do understand genetics and DNA a little bit, but um, I told you I ramble a lot, sorry. But... um, (laughs) Like, I decided um, to go, I'm, I'm getting my, like, working on my bachelor's in clinical laboratory science right now, but I want to go on and do bioengineering so I can do HIV-AIDS research because, like, among the other reasons I already said, I don't want someone telling me what's going on inside of my body. I want to know what's going on inside of my body, and I want to understand why we can do, like, all these amazing, miraculous things with DNA and genetics and, like, choosing babies and, you know, picking out different alleles and all the things that happen, but we can't go in there and get rid of the virus. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. So that's random. I know. Those pesky retroviruses, I tell you, those, those pesky little retroviruses. <laughs> Damn yes. it. Yes. I mean, I, like I that in the flu. What? What? I said, <laughs> oh, is no, that Jimmy, in the what? flu? The flu, yeah, they can be nasty. But, Janine, I did want to thank you um, for sharing that one part about um, how you told your son because it's important. That's one of the things that we always talk about, you know, on the show is how do you tell kids. And people are like, oh, my kid, you know, like say my nephew is eight years old. Oh, he's too young to talk about it. And here you're talking with a two-year-old. You know what I mean? It's something that you could talk about. You just have to talk at their level and in a way that they can understand it. And I think hearing different ways that mothers tell their kids that they're positive and how to protect themselves is great. So I applaud you for doing that. And I think it's great that you're doing that and, and that you're getting so involved in going to school for all that because I like to know what's going on, too. I just don't got the time or the money to go to school or the brain to even think about stuff like that because it racks my brain. The oh, my God. I, I don't it. know if I have the brains for it, but I'm sure going to try. So. <laughs> real quick, that's, I want to open up thing. the phone lines. Uh, real quick, let me open up okay. the phone lines real quick. If you guys would like to call in and, and speak to Janine, or if you have a question or a comment, you can reach us at 347-215-9442, or you can post your questions in the chat room for Janine. We can take it there. Or you can tweet them to at pause I am, and we'll take them there as well. 
Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, it's okay. No, I don't care. So, so no, I was I was just gonna say that like that like the the field that I'm trying to go into, it it's extremely intimidating because there's so much chemistry and like math involved, which I'm not very very good with, but I work really hard at it and it's like it's just something that I really wanna do. But um like the DNA aspect of it and the the virus and like the genetics part of it and the the microbiology part of it, I love. Like it's so fascinating to me, which I think definitely if it wasn't fascinating to me, I don't think I'd be able to do it at all. But now I'll, I'll let you ask me questions. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me to shut up. Just say shut up and let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What does the what's the show title? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's, there's actually if okay, I I'm just going to go off on a tangent just for one second and it has it's an unrelated tangent. Okay. But there's this funny story about Carol Channing who um is an old Broadway star and mm-hmm. uh she did this show called Hello Dolly. And mm-hmm. um and well a a Chorus boy upstaged her, so at the end of the show, he um, she invites him back to the sta- back to the um, back to her dressing room, and he she says, "Darling, um, uh, what's your name, sweetheart?" And he says, "Well, my name's Toby, or something like that." And she and he says, "She says, darling, what's the name of the show? Is it Hello Toby? <laughs> no, you're fired. So just remember that." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I just have a big mouth. I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> but um, there are I, – I, I think we have a caller on the line. Is that right? Yes, we do. So um, somebody wants just... to talk to Janine? Yes, yes. Let me uh, bring the caller on. Area code 402, what's your name and where are you calling from? This is Stephen Swanson calling from Omaha, Nebraska. Hi, Steven. Can Yay. you just lower your speakers a little bit? Yes. Is that better? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Good. Janine, I just wanted to uh, take the opportunity to thank you for your voice. You're brilliant and you're a great inspiration to this town. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank Are you. Are you from Omaha, too, right? Is that what I heard? Uh, yes, I actually have been on your show before. Yes, I remember, Steven. I just wanted to make sure you were from Omaha, too. Yep, yeah, I'm sure. The funny thing is is that I connected with him. I haven't met up with him yet, but we connected on your show, was it I think last week or the week before? Um, and I had said something I think in the chat room about being from Omaha and he said Omaha or he said the med center here. And I said, Hold on, wait a minute. Where are you from? So <laughs> that was that was pretty cool. Like that was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Because now we're we're going to form this like mega conglomerate and take over the Midwest. Heck yeah, they need it here. <laughs> oh, I won't go into anything else. <laughs> you did an awesome job, and thank Midwest. you for your voice. You have a great night. Thank, thank you. You have a great night too. Yay! Oh, and by the way, there's a couple of um. A couple of comments out here in the chat room. I just want to um, let you know. Daddy Dab Gardner says, um, I would like to thank Janine for being brave and becoming an activist for our community. We need more women speaking out. And he says, I would also like to thank her for being one of our ambassadors of hope. She's doing a great job. And AEJ Tiger 143 says, I agree. Janine is a great voice in the community. I adore her. And oh. let's see. Um, there's there's a lots of comments like this out in the out here. And Pause Aware says, um, "You you do, Janine." I don't know what that's what he's saying there, but um, <laughs> um, you do, Janine. I I'm maybe it's you go, Janine. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's um, there's uh, another one. 
Pause for pause four thirty four. It says me too. Je- oh wait, no, that's for the wrong one. Give it all you got, Janine. Um, so you, you've got you, you've got quite the uh, the the support group going on in here. Yeah, I know. I'm well. I don't know that. I guess, but I just like I said earlier when I choked up and cried. Um, you know, there is an amazing, amazing like that. And this is the thing. Like when I first found out that I had HIV. I had, like, no one to talk to, and I was really isolated, and I was afraid, and I was scared, you know, like, what everybody goes through, and it mm-hmm. just, like, here with, with nobody talking about it, and with it being something that, you know, it doesn't happen in the Midwest, it doesn't happen where we live, it was just, like, I felt so alone, and I went to, um, like, they had a support group here for women, and I was the youngest one, and these, um, I think, there's a couple women that were kind of new, but, you know, the majority of the women had been living with it for quite a while, and it was I, it was really difficult for me to, like, relate to them and for me to try to, like, I know I could learn something from them, but at the same time, it was difficult because I was like, well, I'm young and I'm just, like, starting this, you know, like, this chapter of my life, like, how do I go about doing that? And they could give me advice on that, but they weren't, you know, because the times were so different from when they were my age to where, you know what I mean? So it was difficult. And then when I started reaching out, like, on the Internet and I found all these people, you know, like some of the people I mentioned, like, it's just amazing to me, like, what's out there. And it's not that I'm uninformed or naive or uneducated because, like I said, I've lived all over America. I've traveled a lot of places. Like, I'm very fortunate in the fact that, I do understand things and because I do have a different perspective because of the places that I've gotten the chance to live and things I've, you know, been able to do in my life. And I know myself really well, which is something that I'm really fortunate for. But it just, you know, I didn't feel like I had anybody that I could really talk to or, like, relate to. And now, like, with the information that I've gained, I was just talking to someone last night who he is, I think he's 19, 19 or 20, and he just found out that he's positive. And, like, he's so courageous because he's part of the the anti-stigma campaign as well that we just did, the billboards and the PSA. And, you know, we were talking via text last night, and he was just like, you know, I feel like this and feel like that. And I was like, you know, I did too. And, you know, like I feel so fortunate that, like, I can help him. And, like, I can tell him, like, there's these communities, like, there's, you know, there's summits and conventions and there's places you can go and there's people that can relate. And, you know, he's a young gay man. And I'm like, you know, I can't relate to you in a lot of as- you know, a lot of aspects because of that. But, like, you know, Robert having Paz I Am, like, I can turn him to that. And I'm like, there's men you can talk to on there that can relate to you, that understand what you're going through, that, have either- that are either going through it or have gone through it, that can offer you advice. Like, so really, like, the funny thing to me is, like, people say that, like, my story and my voice is so important, and I guess, like, maybe it is, but, you know, like, Robert, like, Todd I am and, like, Dad, like, the stuff that he does, and Bob Bowers, like, the stuff that these, you know, these people do, and, like, Marvel and Brown, she does, that is, like, amazing to get out there and to be at the forefront and to do so many things that can really help people. No, I... I, I appreciate that, and, and I think that, you know, every voice, every person who's HIV positive, their voice, their story is as powerful as the next person. We just have to be brave enough to stand up and, and to tell it, and I think that you're doing great work there. But I do have a caller I want to bring on the air, so please okay. um, help me welcome area code 302, your name, and where are you calling from? Hi, it's Molly from Delaware. Hi, Molly. Hey, hey guys. Hey, Janine. Yes. Okay, I have a comment for you. Well, a comment, yeah, that is a comment, I guess. Um, Keep up the good work, Um, and this is just my opinion, and, I mean, maybe everybody's going to disagree or agree with me on this one, but I think we need a lot of young people out there to to, uh, uh, educate people about this virus because, I mean, the last statistics that I know of, it's more and more young people these days that are contracting this virus, and it's a real shame. You know, yeah, it is. Does that make, any, does that make sense you know, to everybody? Yeah, I understand so. what you mean. 
I I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a veteran at this like other people are, but yeah, I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. I think well, um well, part of the mm-hmm. part of the reason that like I really like um he. I don't know, like, I, I don't look like a person that has HIV. Like, you know, people say that all the time. No, you and I don't. Ha- no. But, like, I kind of hate that, too, though, because people are like, oh, you're so pretty and you're this and you're that. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with anything? Like, get I, it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. You know, well, I'm, like, really, like, I'm like, really? I'm like, really? Sorry. I'm like, what? I don't mean to talk over you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. What no, if looks, okay. What if looks has to do with anything? I mean, for crying out loud. I mean, that's just stereotypical, but, you know, hey. It mm-hmm. is. Oh. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for so. calling in, Molly. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Molly. Yeah, no problem. All righty, then. Um, the other You're so thing pretty. that I have... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh that because you're so pretty. It's just funny that I'm not like the thing is like I'm 35 pounds overweight. Like I'm not like the finest thing walking around, you know. But I am attractive, and like I hate. But I hate when people say that they're like, oh, but you look, and I'm like, okay, and I still had sex without a condom. So your point is what? Like, what do you think got me into the situation that I'm in? Maybe if I was ugly enough that nobody wanted to sleep with me, maybe I wouldn't have HIV. Yeah, you know I mean. That was meant to be a joke, sorry, but I'm not very funny. <laughs> I wish I, try, you, I you know. Wish you. But no, I'm I'm totally with you on this one because I, I, I had the same reaction. <laughs> what? Only ugly people do it? <laughs> right. One of the other things you've been you, you have two blog posts that you posted on, on the Posam network and the one has been trending for I think the last month. Um, called being a positive mother, and you you also post another one called the thing is, and and you talk about how you 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 understand, but you can't understand how positive people are why they're so like afraid to come out. You know what I mean? And obviously, because me, you, Jeremy, we've come out of the closet, we kind of experience that new like rebirth of being okay with it. But one of the things you talked about is that. Um, Instead of allowing other people to hurt us, why don't we stand up and just say, no, I will not give you that power. And then you say right. this beautiful quote that I love. And the quote that you have is you say, I'm beautiful, I am smart, I am educated, I am kind. I am a mother or a daughter or a son or a father or a sister or a brother. And, yes, I am HIV positive, but I am a person. And I think that is so liberating to, to, to say that to yourself. And, to, and to, to, to quote that, I think it's great. That's something that I think people who are HIV positive should look in the mirror and, you know, besides the last couple of words, this is what word fits for you, and say that to themselves every day and remind them that they love themselves. It's really important. Yes. And that's, hey. like, that's the thing. Like, when I was talking to the guy that I was talking about earlier, when I was talking to him last night, you know, he was like, Does, you know, I feel so unattractive sometimes, you know, like, just different stuff you're saying. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I feel unattractive at times because I'm overweight. I was like, you know, but... I don't feel unattractive at all because I have HIV. So what? You know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, like like I said, I really know myself. So I think that I'm fortunate because I know myself so well and because I like myself, I'm capable of, like, thinking of myself in different terms than some people maybe. But I'm also critical of myself. But, like, the thing is, is, like, it, it doesn't matter, like, even what you look like. Beauty is not what's on the outside. Yes, maybe that's what you know, society judges what beauty is, but I know some beautiful people that are not what society would say beautiful on the outside, and I know some of the most beautiful models, gorgeous girls, and guys that are some of the most ugly, horrible people I've ever met in my entire life. Hey, you know what? My my grandmother always said, beauty might be skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. (laughs) Right. You know? It's true, though. But, hey, we have a couple of... um, of comments coming in off of the PAUSE-AM site. And um, one of them is Christopher Myron from PAUSE-AM just wanted to say, what did he say? Um, <laughs> he said, Christopher Myron says, Janine, you are awesome, but you were still here in New York City. Brandy Me from PAUSE-AM is also showing your showing support for, um, for, Janine, for Janine as well. So, 
Thank you. She says, I wish I was in New York, too. (laughs) And I'm going to type that in. She says, thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. um, All these people are tuning in like that. What? You know, Janine, are you still there, Janine? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. You know, I think, you know, you've you've been positive for for six years. I think you're a wonderful mother. I've only been positive since 2006. Why do I have six years? All righty then. I don't know. That's that. Probably because I found out in 2006. Yeah, I think so. Well, I wrote down the wrong thing when we spoke before. But I just think what you're doing is commendable. And I think that, you know, women who are HIV positive, need to look to somebody, and, and, and you know, you mentioned Marvelin, but why can't they look to you? You know what I mean? It, it's the average person that inspires other people to go above and beyond themselves, and what you're doing is doing that for other people. And, you know, I think that it's amazing what you do, and you're growing, but you're also allowing other people to grow by sharing your story with us. And I think that – I think you're amazing, and I can't wait till we, we meet, because I know eventually we're going to cross paths at a conference or at a – some sort of event, and I can't wait to give you that big hug. <laughs> and Aww. I just think that you're awesome, and I'm so glad she just actually, Janine just became a part of uh, the POSAM administrative team on, on the website, so you're going to see a lot more stuff of Janine coming out on the website in the future, so you want to uh, look into that. And I'm, I'm excited to have you on, and I'm so blessed to call you a friend, and um, I think you're great, so I just had to tell you that. Thank you. <laughs> you guys, thanks. <laughs> Oh, Janine, no more tears. Frederick, make sure you open up that refrigerator and find that chocolate cake your mom's been hiding from you. (laughs) We don't really like cake. We like um, candy. We like chocolate candies, and we like ice cream. Yeah. Is there ice cream in the fridge? (laughs) There's, There's like three ice creams, yeah. Okay, so so Frederick. That's why I'm 35 pounds overweight. Frederick, there's ice cream in the fridge. Go tell Grandma you want some. <laughs> well, Janine, um, thank you for hanging out with us for the last hour. Is there anything? Um, is there anything specific that you would like to uh, say before we leave, like a final message, maybe? I just want to tell everybody that whether you have HIV, whether you don't have HIV, like whatever your issue is, don't wait to like get informed and get and do something about it. Don't wait to speak about it until you become a statistic. You know, don't wait to be the better person that you think that you should be or can be or hope to be. Just know that you're wonderful and look in the mirror and know that you're special the way that you were made and the way that you are and you were made the way that you are for a reason and you go through the things in life that you go through for a reason and just try to use it for use it for good. Don't don't let it power you to do something you know, to, to do bad or hurtful things, turn it around and do something positive with it. Oh, there you go. Janine, you have a great night, and we will send people your way. We'll put links up to your Twitter and all that stuff. So um, you have a great night. Thank Thanks, you. Janine. You guys, too. Right, Janine, bye. Bye. And, and Frederick, you can, Frederick, you can stay up as long as you want. <laughs> your mom you says so. You guys can follow Janine Brignola uh, on uh, Facebook. You can look her by her name. Uh, we'll put that in the chat room there. And also follow her on Twitter also by her name, Janine uh, Brignola. I want to thank her for coming on. What a great story. What a great woman. Um, so so uplifting uh, her spirit is to come on and share like that. The one thing I did want to share is World AIDS Day is December 1st. And it may have been something I talked about before, but my my goddaughter is, is born on, on December 1st. And today we went and had her... Um, her birthday, and we went, you know, had cake and good presents and stuff, and I took some photos, and I made a profile pic of one of the photos I took of me and my niece. And, you know, she went on, you know how Facebook has all those applications, and there's, I guess there's one called Doodle. So she went on and did this whole Doodle um, on the Facebook and kind of, you know, made it exposed or whatever, like a negative, and she wrote, like, different things on it, like Brittany on her and Uncle Bobby, and then at the bottom, you know, she wrote family, and then she put a little red ribbon next to the word family on my side. And I was so touched by that because she's just learning about, you know, Uncle Bobby's HIV positive and, and what, you know, it, 
I'm experiencing, and I just think it's wonderful that she did that to me. It really touched me in a way that I was beyond expected. She's 13 years old, and, and it was just really moving. So. Aw, I want to start calling you Uncle Bobby. <laughs> well, shoot, we are down to like 10 seconds. So, oh, okay. uh, again, we want to thank Janine for joining in. Uh, remember, you Thanks, can find Janine. more information on, on uh, Jeremy Dunn at PositivelySpeaking.com. You can find more information on me and the radio show at POSIM.com. Don't forget you can download all our past shows on iTunes, and we will be back here next Sunday, the 12th, with um, a gentleman by the name of Larry Bryant, who um, does a lot of work with the Campaign to End AIDS and HousingWorks.org. So um, I'm excited to have him come on and share his story. So, Jeremy, you have a great night. Great. You too. Have a great week. Bye. Right, bye, everyone. Thanks.